Public Radio Expo Campaign Special 2023. I'm that nerdy Papa Bear Ron. Below me, we've got my Omega Mutant Keegan. To his, I guess, to the viewer will be on his right, we've got the Broken Record Owen. Back again. Continuing around the circle, we've got Joe of X. I'm a return to these broken lands. And up top, Shay Baring. Hi, y'all. And we're here to talk about the expo finally getting revealed after over a month since it was first announced. If you are just getting here, our five contenders introduced in the X-Men number 12 from July 1965, the Juggernaut. Introduced in the Uncanny X-Men 130 in February of 1980, Dazzler. Introduced in Marvel Graphic Novel number 4 in September of 1982, Cannonball. Introduced in X-Factor number 4 in May of 1986, Frenzy. Jubilee. Introduced in Uncanny X-Men number 244, May of 1989, and the baby of the group, New Mutants volume number 2, number 4, September of 2003, Prodigy. Quickly, Juggernaut, Dazzler, Cannonball, Frenzy, Jubilee, Prodigy. I'm giving... Our entire great ring. A couple people are missing, but I offer the opportunity to come on and make their pitch for who you should vote for as the audience. Anybody brave enough to go first? I'll go first. Hit us with it, Owen. So, um, in in this X vote, I voted for Juggernaut, and I think you should too. Um, Juggernaut isn't a mutant. Um, however, Juggernaut has l- long been a, a villain and enemy of the mutants, and I feel like having him on on this team could in- invoke a, a lot of old rivalries, a lot of old relationships, um, but in recent years, Juggernaut's been a pretty good guy. Uh, hasn't really done anything too evil. Um, so this could also further explore his growing heroic side and maybe even make him full hero. golf claps for everybody so it looks like equal representation uh let's just go around circle joe you're up next i seek to answer the question that has perplexed scholars for generations does a mall baby eat chili fries (laughs) (laughs) jubilee jubilation lee was supposed to be the kitty pride of her era. She saves Wolverine from the Reavers. She fights the Skrulls. She's the one who discovers that Professor X is a Skrull in the the blue and gold uh, team era. She fights, uh, she helps defeat Cameron Hodge in the Extinction Agenda. She is in the 92 X-Men cartoon. She's supposed to be on that level of iconic. She's supposed to be that era's uh, Kitty Pride, but instead they took her as a popular character in 1994 and they put her on Generation X to launch that book and immediately 
make her a side character. And that move pushed her into the C-list forever. She got M-Day, she got her powers taken away. And uh, she was a vampire, which wasn't as bad as I originally thought when you go back and read it. But she wasn't given a lot to do. While Kate Pride got to be the leader of an X-Men, she gets to be a pirate, she gets to go into space, and poor Jubilee doesn't get much of anything at all. So I'm here to campaign for Jubilation Lee. A vote for Jubilee is a vote for restorative justice. <laughs> I mean, that's a solid pitch. I Yeah, that is a very solid pitch. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I will say, I, I have to interject a little and say, as a young millennial, I feel like my generation recognizes Jubilee more than Kitty Pride. I like have because to of the agree. because of the cartoon. Like I, mm-hmm. if I went to like a hundred of my friends. More would recognize Jubilee than Kitty Pride. I think recognizes, but Kate uh... Pride, Kate Pride is on the goddamn Quiet Council. I hear you. Right? I hear like, and you know what I mean. And she gets a cool pirate outfit, and she gets to like <laughs> do blow with Emma Frost. What does Jubilee get to do? She well, gets to, she gets to be besties with Laura. Uh, I don't want anyone cool to interpret that as me arguing with the pitch. I just was thinking as you were talking that I feel like the non-comic fans especially are all going to recognize yeah. our girl Jubilee. I think it depends on the era of Millennial because 91 Baby right here um, <laughs> really sees uh, Kitty Pride as being more popular with my cohort because of X-Men okay. Evolution in the movies. This is fair. Yeah, I'm old enough. I'm pre-evolution. So maybe that's the defining line. I like it. I'm yeah. older than all of you. Just, Shay, you are next insane. for a pitch if you want to take us away. You know what? This was a very hard decision for me because I really like a lot of the characters and they have a lot of interesting stories. You know, Cannonball, I'm a fellow Kentuckian, so we have that deep blue bond. You know, Dazzler is truly outrageous and Disco never dies. Jubilee is cool, but my vote has to go for Joanna Cargill Frenzy because I love drama and I think she can bring a light level of drama. Like, let's look back at her history. She was an X-Factor villain, so, you know, some of her earliest appearances have her in opposition to Jean and Scott and the team, and assuming they're still on the X-Men, that could be some interesting drama, especially since Jean basically brainwashed Frenzy for a while to being an X-Men. I know we're in the era of forgiveness, and that's really good, but realistically, people are going to have complicated feelings about the misdeeds done to them, and that includes flame-washing. And you know, I really don't want to get into like the romance factor, but she did have that Age of X romance with Cyclops that she's apparently not over, and while I don't love love triangles, you know, that could add some interesting factors to the dynamic, which, you know, if the writer of X-Men wants to have like interesting dives into characters, it could be good Sophie drama. And what is the X-Men if not Sophie drama persisting? I have to say, I don't know that it's fair to the rest of this panel that we have someone that works in marketing on <laughs> making a campaign speech. That was very good. Gigan, follow that. <laughs> in the tradition. <laughs> In the tradition of American politics, instead of telling you why you should vote for my candidate, let me tell you why you shouldn't vote for the others. (laughs) Juggernaut is doing great in Legion of X, and he should stay there. Cannonball bores me to tears. (laughs) Jubilee and Dazzler 
need to be available for the Exterminators ongoing by Leah Williams that I'm going to manifest. Yeah. Frenzy's fine. We can have Frenzy as an option, but <laughs> Prodigy <laughs> is my choice. And here's why. I like Prodigy. I think the idea of a bisexual black man mutant is just really poised to be on the public-facing mutant team, saving people that hate everything that he is, on three different levels, at least. Very interesting. Also, I think that Prodigy and Sync could have a grand old time with their power set together. Um, like I said, as a second place, I would say Frenzy, but uh, I think the appeal of Frenzy is character work and mm, X-Men. I'll be honest, you just stole my thunder, Gigan, because I'll be honest, I do not have a horse in the race, but I yeah. have three horses I'm going to desperately ask you to not bet on. Yeah. Because, yeah, we we need to keep our exterminators as options for a sequel or ongoing. I've, I've heard people say they don't think it's even a possibility. We were told the exterminators will return. I'm living by that creed. And I will defend Legion of X to the death as a better book than it gets credit for and leave Juggernaut there. The other three, I'm okay with whatever. You all make great pitches. I will allow any of the other three. Leave my Juggernaut and Sysbury alone. That's fair. All right. Everybody got to make their pitch. Does anybody want to dispute anything anyone else said or get into like a brawl? This was a tough call, and and my second runner-up is is either Dazzler or the Juggernaut, because uh, poor Juggernaut has had a life. Yeah, his yeah. his father his father was shitty to him and loved Charles more, and on his dying breath says this about he says beware of Kane when like the kid's right fucking there, right. and then Charles <laughs> and him go to the Korean War. And, like, Charles leaves him to die in a cave, right? He's like, oh, you shouldn't go in there. And he's like, fuck this. It's shelling, right? I'm going to go hide in this cave. They find the gem of Sidorak, and Charles is just like, yeah, the cave fell in. That's Did that fine. get updated like, with all the others that got updated to the made-up war so they didn't have to deal with the timeline anymore? Uh, the Sin Kong? I don't know. But the best part <laughs> is, is, like, Charles didn't know he was the Juggernaut. Like, so he just, like, <laughs> left him in the cave to die. He's like, well, fuck him. You know, like, I never liked that guy anyway. And then moved a bunch of teenagers into his house. So, like, ten years later when the Juggernaut shows up to, like, come home because he's coming home from the Korean War, Charles, like, attacks him. Like, he just, like, sets up a bunch of booby traps. And then... Like, he's homeless, and he has to commit to a life of crime. It's like, this man cannot win. If only for the love <laughs> yeah. of Black Tom Cassidy, he's a... We know Professor X is a jerk. I will have to say, I do appreciate Prodigy. I have a soft spot for the Academy X kids, so him yeah. being on the X-Men would be a nice elevation for Academy X, which continually gets thrown on a bus and blown up. Blown up! Know, every so often. <laughs> I'll be honest, I hadn't really thought about the love triangle aspect, though. You might have won me over with that, Shay. I I love soapy drama. (laughs) I, um, if I had to pick a second horse in in this race, it would probably be Prodigy. But I I do have a bit of a message uh, to the X office. Um, And if armor is not in this team, if armor is not in this team, 
There is no place you can hide <laughs> that I won't find you. You want to talk about restorative justice? Let's talk about Ukmer. <laughs> that leads me to a couple questions, though. Will this book or this team be written by Dugan? I hope not. <laughs> um, y'all have listened to my podcast, how I feel about his writing but you well, know, so th- he might write why... it he also might write uncanny avengers so i don't know if we want him on two team books i don't think there's any way he's writing both no. so it's more of we pick a poison mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean that that is my whole reasoning behind like frenzy's character development potential of yeah. being on the x-men i was kind of like eh it's not enough to pull me over because if dugan is writing it like i like dugan's sci-fi stuff but uh yeah so here's the thing duggan has written a lot of things i like i thought kid cable was good i thought um i thought marauders volume one was very good absolutely uh dark brain x-men was like the best emma frost miniseries we've gotten in a very long time uh it's the x-men season two has been underwhelming but i cannot think of anything that steve orlando has written that i've really gotten behind right there's bits of steve orlando stuff that i like but it's not have you read midnighter my friend i have not actually read midnighter all right fair fair (laughs) i will say i feel like that would be the ultimate monkey's paw if if we're sitting here saying man i hope dugan leaves and he's replaced by orlando would be a very like curling of the paw situation Listen, listen, don't you Here's talk the about I the think... ultimate monkey's paw when you know what else is in that office. <laughs> We're not even going to fathom that possibility. The other question. Other question. Is this the very last Krakoan X-Boat? Are we picking the final team before the fall of the island? That's really hard. Like, I'm on... T- I'm a firm believer that we're probably going to sooner rather than later, especially with MCU Synergy, which is why Jubilee is on the boat, let's be real, and probably going to win. We're going to get a Fracture Krakoa, some people at the school, and those will probably be the proper X-Men with something or another leading a Krakoan special ops international team of something. I very, very much enjoy the implication from that statement that Jubilee is an industry plant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Um, She's the corporate champ. I I want nothing more than for it to not be the last X team uh, for Krakoa. I worry that it might be. My gut tells me part of the messaging of finally releasing this boat the same morning they released the before the fall one shot, like titles and covers and stuff was a hint to us that this isn't the end because it seems weird to give us a brand new team, right? As you're killing something. So I'm hoping that's the messaging, but who knows? Or it adds extra tragedy. Yeah, exactly. So it could be bef- either way. <laughs> it's before the fall books, not 
the fall books, right? Right, so but there's one shot, yeah. so it's, it coming, is still setting it up. It's the... those are coming in the summer, and then we get the new team in June. So, like, expect the big event, the big cataclysm to happen at the Hellfire Gala because nothing tends to go right. At those. I don't think they're ditching Krakoa yet. I don't think they're going to ditch Krakoa until they get Hickman back on the books. I don't think they're ditching Krakoa because that's a lot of mutants to put in one school. <laughs> I went to public school in New York, so like, no, I've seen it. Like, listen, I've seen my class sizes; it can work. <laughs> but I also just want to see all these forty-year-olds like forced to have lockers and go to chemistry one hundred and one and shit. That would just be hilarious. Like, right. what class? I do think Araco isn't here, going to be here forever. So Araco is probably just going to disappear, and I think Apocalypse and Genesis and Co are going to take it with them. But... Sorry, guys, time for a rebrand. <laughs> I we already have a temporary rebrand. So. I just want to see what class that Boom Boom teaches. You know, like, like what? Like these My people favorite are class. Um... She teaches <laughs> right. night school. Let's be honest. She teaches right. night school. Uh, driver's Ed. You know what I mean? Like, just in a terrible. I don't know, but I don't think. I, I think we're going to keep getting Krakoa, and I think we're going to keep getting this stuff. I think this is, we're going to get a bleak era, like, right? We're going to get, like, a year or two of, like, something really bleak, but we'll we'll get back to the, the Krakoa, because they're, they're making money hand over fist with it, and creatively, well, it's, they're doing it, a It's good the job. most popular yeah. franchise has been in decades, so it would be, it would be a weird choice, but any parting words? Voting is important, y'all. Register Ex to vote. <laughs> Exercise your civic duty. <laughs> Thank you. Guys um, this is great. I am. I'm planning on taking uh, Rod's five dollars at the end of Sins of Sinister, and I would like you, the audience of Arago Public Radio, to know that I am going to spend it on uh, Benjamin Percy books. Uh, <laughs> Look, let's be honest. The guy needs some cash, so I'm okay with it. <laughs>